drawing? A liger. What's a liger? It's pretty much my favorite animal. It's like a lion and a tiger mixed. Redford's skills and magic. what happens is people get this negative thing okay and that's where i talk about come home and sage your house or put cinnamon on the stove and get that air open a window get some good energy going in the house okay guys welcome back to the Grime america show we are going to be chatting with nancy Yearout a little bit later that's uh, a fun one you guys should enjoy it and uh yeah Good to be back, and uh, excited to do the show with uh, Graham Catman Dunlop. Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm good. I'm a Catman. Catterday? Yeah. Do you participate in Catterday? Yeah, I've been known to. You miss any? Yeah, have you been known to miss any Catterdays? Yeah, I don't. It's just, if I'm ever posting a you know a picture of Zeus, then I put Catterday, and even if it's not Catterday, I put a hashtag in there. What? That's not how it works. It's guys like you that just ruin the hashtags. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know, I don't I don't know. know the Twitter. Does Saturday have to be on Saturday? Is that I the point? So. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't follow those rules. I'm not a rule you follower, don't? Darren. I think you are a rule no. follower. Except for speeding and Spe- Catterday. <laughs> <laughs> Except for speed limits and Catterday. Yeah. Huh. So how you been? Oh, not too bad. That's uh, good. Warmer weather seems to be upon us. Hopefully it sticks around this time. I think it will. Hopefully it's more than a Chinook. Yeah, I think it will. It was pretty bright and sunny today. That's good. From like, you know, didn't have the Chinook arch, but the sometimes p- it still tricks you. The problem is with Calgary and I'm sure other cities, but not so much because we get so warm so fast that it just, it's all mucky now. It's just totally dirty, muddy, dirty. Filthy, you know, mushy. What are you doing? Nothing. Yeah. That's not, yeah, but still, I'd rather be that than getting hammered with a fucking snowstorm right now, a three day snowstorm. Yeah, I guess. Like plus 15 there. Yeah. I'd be barbecuing. Yeah, that's true. It does feel really warm when it gets this warm. It was three degrees yesterday and it felt like spring. That is 12 today. Yeah. If it's nice on Friday and a barbecue, some steaks, get that fucking smell going around the neighborhood, you know? I like it. Yeah, we should welcome all the new listeners too. We do still. We still have the, the you know step up increase here in, in listenership, and uh, it's uh, yeah. We ramble on during these intros. We kind of we kind of had a trip uh, trip uh, to the cabin, and we did an intro in the cabin. It might have been a little confusing for people, but that was just sort of an odd an odd episode. We went to the cabin, and we did a a bit of a shit show version, uh, kind of a bonus episode in the cabin as well. So, but we didn't want that. I didn't want that to go out to a bunch of new listeners that don't know what's Could going on. That didn't go. Yeah, geez. So, so what we did is we we released it as an episode for free still. But if you sign up to the newsletter, uh, you, how do you, how does that work, Aaron? You get sign up for the newsletter, and Justin sends you the episode just like that. So go to grammarica.ca slash news. Sign up for the newsletter. Pow! You get an email with the link to the download the episode. So then that way, it's kind of like for people that want to listen to it, it's there for free, but it's not out in the normal feed so that, uh, I don't know, 
just you know that's like the mushroom episode too maybe later on we'll put it out there the mushroom episode's only available oh is that possible can you do that can you like put it out in the normal feed but but retro No. no you can't how would that work so then no that doesn't even make sense no it doesn't make no. sense at all no so well then, i was just thinking about it. it's nice to have the amount like it kind of sucks not having your episode in your feed whatever okay anyways yeah we always appreciate the feedback from people, people too people and do paywalls and they have all these episodes that are in their feed yeah i know but that's why that's why because we like to just build up that feed right that's right no of course, the only way we can do that is if uh, <laughs> people you support, guys the support the show. And if we're for our monthly support, it's about uh, sixty or seventy of you guys that are that are honestly towing the line for for you know thousands of you. But if like everyone, if every, if we could do every episode for like a penny, we'd be set. But yeah, right it was now, like Mike. What do they call it? Micro payments or micro yeah, microaggressions? Micro doses. <laughs> so many great micros. <laughs> Um, yeah, check out grammarica.ca slash support guys. Honestly, even if you can sign up for a buck a month, like if everyone signed up for a buck a month, we'd be laughing. Yeah. And, uh, well, at least we get our expenses covered and, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, our, some of our debts paid off from this venture. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And maybe like move the studio out of the leaky garage and, you know, so many things we could do. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone, you know, look at a buck a month if you can. There's everything either from a buck a month to, uh, 30 bucks a month and you know like a buck a month that's like what we do four or five episodes a month so that's like somewhere between 20 and 25 cents an episode about 10 cents an hour yeah with five cents yeah. each yeah yeah and there's other ways to support the show as well like you can email us stories and stuff like that like we ended up it's kind of ended up being a platform for people to share their experience we've met tons of really good lists really cool listeners uh, who just want to talk about stuff you know in a nice non-judgmental open-minded way so that's another way. And Darren's on Twitter and I'm on Instagram and there's another way to, no to way get, on uh, Facebook. There's a Facebook page. It exists. There's oh. a PO box. We just got a couple of postcards actually too. That's always good to get stuff at the actual PO so box. I should, I should read some PO boxes. Sure. You could read some stuff. Graham is Whoops. an all in believer oh, yeah. in chemtrails. Dark jingle. I'm shaking his head over here, looking angry. Yep, that jingle really rattles, eh? It's okay. I got, I got one to. I got got one in response to. I just want to wait till the one day you're like walking through an airport someplace and you just hear, "Grandma, someone's phone ringing." You just blow your top all fucking Costanza style. When you go bald, you're really going to look like Costanza. I'm not going bald. I'm going to shave my hair before I go bald. Are you? Yeah. This is just my last ditch effort to grow it while I still can. (laughs) So if you have any tips on how to save your hair, send them in to grahamacreamerica.com. I need them too, so send them in, seriously. Uh, So we got a postcard here from Seattle, I think. Uh, it's a nice little uh, luau girl with a with a martini glass, shaken not stirred. I don't know if that's a James Bond reference. You know, I, I always thought postcards would just used to be like the city you're from or something. These postcards are just completely generic, random. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So this one says, uh, D and Graham, if you interview anyone for Flat Earth, my vote is Flat Earth Conspiracy YouTube channel. Lori, Grim, Lawrence Wright, and John Wolicki. Thanks. Denia. Hmm. We'll look into that. And we've got another postcard from our buddy Felix. Felix Berto. I don't know why I said that with a Spanish accent. That it sounds right? sounds Spanish. Sure. So he always has them so you have to like Namaste, Graham. You have to like flip them around March thirteenth. So he couldn't have sent this on March oh, what's this say? Can you say happy birthday to my wife Andrea on the show? Her birthday is March thirteenth. Oh, happy belated. That was today the fifteenth, fourteenth. That's pretty that's pretty quick. Yeah. Happy birthday, uh Andrea. Andrea Berto. <laughs> ah, that's great. Thanks, uh, your husband, for the jingles. So, uh, you know, I can't see where this one came from. Do we know where Felix is from? I have a feeling it's uh, Phoenix or Washington or something like that, but I'm not too sure. Yeah. Green Bay? No, maybe. Is that Massachusetts? Wisconsin. 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 So he's like practically Canadian. <laughs> uh, Darren, happy birthday. I hope Graham got you a good gift. He didn't give me anything. We don't get each other gifts. No, we give each other hard times. Um, James took me out for lunch, though. It was nice. Hmm. What else did I do on my birthday? I think that's about it. I wanted to do nothing. I got to do stay home all weekend. Yeah. And go to no like events or kids things or anything. Just stay home, bum around the house and do whatever I wanted. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. Uh maybe he got you a lifetime supply of Wonka chocolate bars. My gift for you, a synchro to rate. Oh. I want a good score from a synchronicity If Graham reads it out, then Darren might give it to me Hey, don't you please read it low, So this past Friday, my wife and I went and saw a play rendition of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because her cousin had a part in it. It was quite entertaining. On Saturday, we decided to watch the Wonka film to revisit it. Needless to say, the Oompa Loompa riddle... Reminded me of Graham. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. <laughs> that wasn't bad, buddy. What's a ripple, though? What's an Oompa Loompa ripple? What? You said the Oompa Loompa ripple reminds me of Graham. What is that? Riddle. Riddle. Yeah. You said ripple. Sorry. I was, I was too excited did. about my joke. <laughs> um, Bob and Doug. Is it Bob and Doug? Yeah. No. Yeah, Mackenzie, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, needless to say, the Oompa Loompa Riddle song got stuck in my head like <laughs> earworms do. Is that like Oompa Loompa, Loompa yeah. yeah, something like that. What is this thing that is in my shoe? On Sunday, I resumed where I left off on your Grimerica back episodes and... 
And lo and behold, your intro theme was preceded by a snippet of the Oompa Loompa song. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Little people app. <laughs> Is that like some sort of ist? No. What do you mean? That was the Susan Martinez app probably, right? Way back. I mean, what are the chances of him grabbing that app out of all our apps? Do you have it keyed up there? No. Uh, I just have a jingle for you later. Okay, play it. Drop it. No, wait. Wait, I'm going <laughs> to... Let me figure this one out. So which one was Susan Martinez? How does it not come up? How does it not come up? <laughs> Good search. So that, that's how easy it is to search our back catalog. <laughs> we wow. can't even find our own episode. <laughs> can you just search Sue S U S? Oh yeah, here it is. Sorry, I, I think I was doing something wrong there. So you look, okay, let's see if Graham's right. Right off the top of his head, he pulled that shit off. I think this was the only I've got another puzzle for you. Oompa, boompa, doompa dee dee. If you are wise, you'll listen to me. I can't wow, this believe you. So this is from January 18th, 2014, so three years ago. Wow. I can't believe you no, had no, the no, balls no. to put that, that jingle on for that <laughs> for episode. For the little people, huh? Well, just like the, uh, the flares and, you know, in, uh, Phoenix Lights or whatever, where they can. Oh my God! Just say, oh, that's well, we did an exercise with these green berets, and it's the, all documented here, and this is why. This is a compound synchronicity. <laughs> oh, am I compounding your secret? Yeah. Okay, let's put it on. Nice. They were nothing but soldiers, green green beret soldiers. Do you, you want to see? Do you want to see why it's a synchro here? Because I might. My UFO quote of the week. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. My UFO quote of the week is about Phoenix Lights, and there's a story. It's the 20th anniversary of Phoenix Lights right now. Is it? Yeah. Oh. And that's what I've got lined up here for you. Well, Felix, I so give. He contributed to this whole thing, you know? Oh. Yeah. Since his wife's birthday. And it follows the show, I'll give you a 7.42. That's it? 7.92. Okay, good. Okay. Satisfied with that. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I'll play uh, no. one of your jingles oh. for your wife's birthday. Okay. Which one do you think his wife would want us to play? Uh, how about I've got a new one for especially... Is it from Felix? No. Then it's no. not. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do the support one. I like the social media one, but we play that one more during yeah. the show, I feel like. I like that. So, you better be singing happy birthday with that beautiful voice. All right. Okay, what do you got? <clears throat> so, I got a jingle to play. Did you make it yourself? Never mind. Did you make it yourself? <laughs> Let me guess. Actually, play it first. Not working. Okay. What's the matter, Graham? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> is that james 
That's Darren is an all-in believer in Wolfins. Is that James singing it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Let me Jim. just play it again for you. It's not working. You're just the worst at this podcasting thing. Why is not working? <laughs> Anyways, I'll play it again one day. Send it to me. I'll play it. No, you won't. <laughs> if you want the Wolfins uh, jingle, spam gram. Did you know what is what was that over? Ugh, are you trying this again? This is getting too hard. Pretty good. Uh, that was Darren saying that like dolphins have the ha- same hip structure as wolves, and they're you know wolves evolved from the same. I didn't. Ad- I didn't say that they evolved from the same thing. I, as from each other, I said that they both evolved from a common answer. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Which yeah. is the common. No, you. But you were talking. You were. It was a little bit crazier than that. Anyways, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was so. just Michael made it crazy. Sound crazier. <laughs> But if you Google right now, wolf and dolphin evolution, they come from the same place. But dolphins still have like the hip fucking bones no, like floating like in there. Like a wolf? Someplace. I don't know. Uh, I think so. Okay, anyways, you don't have to look it up now. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because I don't think that species evolve into different things like that. But they're both mammals. <clears throat> that doesn't matter. Doesn't it? No. Oh. Anyway, so do you want to just get into the, what do you want to do now? The UFO quote now, since we'll stay on that? I'm going to type in dolphin wolf evolution into the Googles and see what comes up. Early dolphins are smaller and believed to have consumed small fish, as well as various organisms in the water. The old, older theories is that the, here we go. Oh, it's cows. Maybe it's cows. Of hoofed, it says something about hoofed land animals that are very similar to wolves. So he, you don't even know. Dolphin You're, evolution. No, it doesn't have anything to do with wolves at all. What do we got here? There are many telling signs that the dolphin is related to terrestrial origins. The fact that they need to come to surface to breathe air. Dolphins have spines that move vertically. Size and shape of the skull. And the hip structure. And the hips. Hip bones. Does it say that? I don't know. It doesn't no. even say that. See, you're not even... I'm not prepared because I'm just spitting it up here. Anyways, that's your, you're an all-in believer in the wolfin. I am an all-in believer <laughs> in the wolfin. And I would like to hear... There it is. It is a fucking wolfin. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Sure looks like it to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually called an Andrew Washus. About 95 million years ago, Masonics, the ancestor of today's dolphins, appeared on Earth. It was a terrestrial animal that went into the water to feed. Masonics had front and hind. See, I find most of that hard to believe. That they know all that. Yeah, I was just going to say that. What they, they have a skeletal remains of that crazy-looking animal. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny that it looks almost identical to a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost what a wolf would look like. Except, Except it's we like if a wolf had sex with a tiger. <laughs> we, 
We had a we had it pictured with a dolphin back and a wolf wolf snout. So anyway, send me a link. To, send me send me that, and I'll put a link in the show notes. It's kind of funny. I'm typing in wolf and James will at least. Uh, oh my god! It came up in Wikipedia. <laughs> There's a bunch of it. A wolfin is a dolphin born from a bottlenose dolphin mating with a false killer whale. No, you you don't spell it like W H like wolfin. It's W O F. That's what O-L-F. I typed in. No, but, but it, no, auto- but, it automatically no, but, <laughs> It's W O L F. It doesn't take the pH of dolphin. No. So it takes the whole word of wolf. It can't be like that. Let's take half and half. I uh, yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> Let's see what the images for wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were talking about. So it's a thing. Wow, a lot of people are walling believers in wolfins. Apparently, if you search it on images. Okay. Anyways, people. This is audio, so. People That's are going to get pissed if they can't see all the stuff. So they still hooved animals that were very similar to wolves. Okay? All right. You're still an all-in believer. I'm an all-in believer until someone... I would like to see evidence in the otherwise. <laughs> or someone send me some evidence to fucking steamroll Graham would be cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, st- you try and steamroll... You roll... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You can fucking steamroll yourself pretty good over there. <laughs> so, <Yeah. over> <laughs> so. Darren and Graham are going deep. It's a profound UFO quote of the week. Words to ponder and critique. Okay, so this is the day after uh, Felix's wife's uh, birthday. So she's like one day before Phoenix Lights. I wonder if she remembers That's the Phoenix Lights happening. Phoenix Lights? Yeah, so the Phoenix Lights anniversary is yesterday, I believe. On Pi which, Day? Oh, it might be on the 13th, actually. On Pi Day? Pi Day. March 14th. No, actually, I think it's on uh, Felix's wife's birthday. So one of the most witnessed and documented mass anomalous aerial events in modern history known worldwide as the Phoenix Lights happened. So there was like a 12-hour period including large triangular shapes and also uh, some witnesses or some witnesses saw orbs detach from the main object, go out into the environment and then redock with it. So at one point, military jets were sent out after the mile-wide object, and as they got closer, the craft's lights dimmed, and then the craft blinked out and disappeared altogether. So this is, uh, yeah, interesting. That's about the mayor and everything, right? That's, uh, That's the quote, right, coming right up. The mayor's quote? Yep. So former Arizona Governor Fife Symington, who trotted out Oh, so update just popped in front of me. Trotted out an alien as an aide, or an aide dressed as an alien, 10 years to spoof the frenzy surrounding mysterious lights in Phoenix, now says the lights were actually an alien spacecraft. 
Now a pastry chef, chef and business consultant, Symington is keying in on the anniversary of the sighting of the so-called Phoenix Lights by reversing course, saying the lights were really extraterrestrial and that he saw a UFO himself. I'm a pilot, and I know just about every machine that flies, Symington said on Thursday. It was bigger than anything that I've ever seen. It remains a great mystery, because actually, he was out there. He was one of the witnesses. Other people saw it. Responsible people. I don't know why people would ridicule it. Is that it, or is this uh, just like a pregnant pause? No, that's about it. Yeah. I don't want to read the rest. <laughs> Anyways, it just shows you. I think this is still a, a great case. It's still uh, up for debate. I mean, the skeptical view of this being that the whole the whole she shebang is is flares is just ridiculous. So, and I probably talked about it in episode uh, January twenty fourteen <laughs> with Red Pill Junkie. It sounds like he was in that with us. Not one I was just playing. Yeah. Probably it would have been the anniversary again, right? Yep. Huh. So there you have it. Bye, bye, What else you got? That's it. No, uh, I got, I got uh, time for one more. No, I got some uh, listener feedback, some stuff like that. Just regular old feedback. Uh, well, I got synchronicities, uh, precog dreams. Just feedback. I don't know. What do you want? A couple dream. You want a couple dream ones? You want to uh, do a couple dream ones? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Is it real or a dream? What does that even mean? So, hey, D and G. This is uh, the subject is new subscriber. Been listening for a while, and I finally decided to cancel a reoccurring charge on my PayPal account for a service I no longer use, and switch it over to you guys. Had the idea to do this for months, but for some reason, couldn't take the 30 seconds to actually complete the task until today. Thanks. Probably some sort of programming in my mind. <clears throat> Anyways, wanted to share a lucid dream experience I had a ways back with you guys. I had been really into the Linklater film, Waking Life, and watched it a ton, but wasn't super into trying it out for myself, but I had the inspiration to do it at the same point. So I have this dream where I become aware... I'm almost visually blind, almost like a blanket covering me or something. But I have this overwhelming feeling that something is really wrong, like life-threatening wrong. I felt like my life force was being drained from my body. It was such a disturbing feeling that I realized I was dreaming and somehow forced myself to wake up. I awoke in my bed and sat straight up out of breath and freaked out. But, but felt safe now, realizing that it was just a dream. I was surveying my dark room, trying to make to take in the nightmare, and eventually found it odd that I could see clearly without my glasses on. I remember touching my face, feeling, feeling they weren't on, and realizing I was still dreaming. Actually, I think I've done that before. The <laughs> same thing with the glasses? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You have a dream that you can see? Yeah. Wow. I think I remember that from when I was younger. I was like, hey, I can see. That ain't right. That's your lucid. That's your, uh, what, what's your dream sign? My glasses? When yeah. I don't wear my glasses? Yeah. Huh. Good to know. Yeah. So tonight when you're dreaming and you know, oh, you know you're not wearing your glasses and you can see, that's your dream sign. You go lucid. Boom. You can do I what you want. I run over to your house and I'm kicking you in the fucking nuts. <laughs> cool. Come and visit me and see if I can I'm sense good. you. No. 
<laughs> don't, don't go trying to sense me either. What was that? So where am I? <clears throat> that I was still dreaming. At that moment, an angry apparition came flying out of the wall opposite my bed, straight towards me. And then I woke up a second time. This time my vision was as, as it should be, and I knew I was really awake this time. The strong feeling that something was sucking my energy life force lingered for a couple days, as powerful dreams sometimes do. I made a drawing of it, but I can't find it to send... Oh, I made a drawing of it. If I can find it, I'll send it along. Thanks for what you guys are doing. Not too many non-weirds out there talking about all this stuff publicly and having such a good time with it. Thanks. That was, that was from Chris. Chris? Yeah. Where is he from? Uh, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Chris. Yeah, that was a good one. One more? Yeah, sure. I got a little pre. Uh oh, uh oh. My email is just. Oh my god. Oh my god. My email just about crashed. Oh, I did. Something happened. All right, guys. Well, uh... <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, this is from our buddy Max, and I think. Uh, I think something. Oh, what? Is, what would? I gotta find about... something other to say than "all right, guys." Yeah, I, think I probably say that a lot. So Graham, uh, dear Graham, I'm very sure I had a precog dream over the weekend. I was having a dream where I was at my place of work. <clears throat> a real quick history about the building that I work in. It was an old railway station in the twenties. Was that was then made into a munitions factory during World War II. I also work with a handful of people, so big groups of people are not common to see here. Now the dream. I found myself in my place of work, but the only problem was there was way too many people in the building. So I thought, strange. I wonder if I'm seeing a bit of the old railway station. I, like you, Graham, will let the dream take over and flow with it. I was trying to stop a man from getting poisoned in the station. I didn't know who this man was, but I knew he was somewhat important. I did not succeed in my task. I watched him seize up and die in front of me. Then I woke up. This was on Friday night to Saturday morning. February 24th, 25th. I told my fiancé and her mom about it in the morning. I wasn't able to write it down that day. I woke up on Sunday to find out that Kim Jong-nam had been poisoned in an airport. I couldn't believe it. I just looked at my phone in disbelief and thought, did I really just dream that the night before? I told my fiance about it when she woke up and she thinks I did. What do you think? Have a nice week. Yeah, sure. You know what? If he was sleeping, where is he from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was probably like it's fucking blasted out to every cell phone in the country and their news feeds and everything else. Maybe he just picked it up. Picked it up electronically or through his ears? Like his ears. Really? Yeah. They were all electrons. During his sleep? Yeah. But it wasn't he coming. His, he got his news feed in his dream. Boom. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe, eh? Probably not. No? Probably I do. Legit. I do have another dream one. It's a little bit longer. If you want to, or I can save it. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you have enough to save it? Yeah. Okay. Enjoy the chat. <laughs> Nancy. Yeah. Who's next week? Next week? Uh, oh, it was uh, Connor and 
Ooh, yeah, that's right. Connor and Gordon uh, White. White. Yeah, well, that's a fun one. And then that was, who else did we do that night? I can't remember. Oh, it's a great lineup coming up. You guys yeah. enjoy it. Yep. Remember, March is tell a friend about the show month, so tell a friend about this motherfucker. Sign someone up for the newsletter. Support the show. And thanks for emails. And thanks for the emails. Enjoy the chat. Tonight we've got uh, Nancy Yearout here. She's the author of Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. She's, uh, I think you could call her a spiritual coach. She's an inspirational speaker and, of course, an author. And she still uh, holds a real estate uh, license, I believe. And she's talking about uh, how to use universal energy to change your life. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff in, in here, Nancy, in your book that we talk about quite a bit on the show. So it's uh, good to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on tonight. So, uh, yeah, interesting times. And um, when did your did your book come out just recently? Yeah, it came out, uh, gosh, end of November of 2016. So it hasn't been out that long. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's, uh, it's a lot of stuff resonates with me in there, all the energy work and the, you know, the stuff we need to do to u- utilize that in our everyday lives. Was the book something you were planning to write or did it, is there a story there? I find a lot yeah, of times there's, there's a, a little story. Right, right. Well, I was going to write this when I got really old, <laughs> when I had a lot of time on my hands. So they thought, oh, I'll write the book when I get old. So I wrote it quicker than I thought. Um, yeah, I wanted people to know how to use the energy to draw things to themselves and to create what they wanted for themselves. And I learned this stuff out of uh, pure necessity, uh, probably in my late 20s, early 30s. I um, was in the real estate business, and I was a single mom, two little kids. and um, I needed to sell property. I needed to sell homes. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to use the energy to draw things to myself. I started going to seminars and people would talk about visualizations and affirmations. Mm-hmm. And I started to delve into this work. A lot of it had to do with, um, you know, I'm from New Mexico. And people in New Mexico tend to be more spiritual. And, you know, they, they don't look at you weird when you talk about affirmations and drawing <laughs> things to yourself. but yeah, so I would start doing this stuff. I would drive to work in the morning and I would say, I sell houses like crazy or money flows immediately and constantly to me and I accept the abundance. And I learned whatever vibration you put out to the universe, whatever you say, okay, and whatever you think is what the universe picks up on. And in turn, it gives it back to you. So like the so law of attraction? Say, 
Exactly. But the thing that people miss, okay, you have to be careful with your words because your words have vibration. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I'm, I'll never be successful, you won't be. You have to really be careful to choose your words appropriately. It's the vibration of your words that goes out to the universe. And it's the faith that what you're saying will come to pass. So two things go with this, the vibration of your words and your thoughts, and you have to have faith that, you know, in something, in a higher power, that this will come back to you. Right. Because, right, and it does work, now, and it works in, in all different ways. What What about um, being careful of not using the negative aspect, like instead of, um, like, let's say, uh, what's a good example, like if you're trying to... Uh, manifest something or quit smoking like instead of using the i won't smoke you you turn it around and use the positive or like i will be healthy or something like that right right i'm healthy wealthy and wise i have sparkling blue eyes you know i use a rhyme i love rhymes rhymes are cool because you can remember them but yes it's the same concept you can't say i'm gonna quit smoking you have to say i don't smoke right 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 because exactly yeah Hmm. Because what you're telling yourself and the universe is that you don't smoke. See, and it has a lot to do with your mind, too, and the vibration. you got to remember, here we are. We're energy, right? And people think, oh, it's ooey-gooey, but it's not. We're made of energy. We have energy fields. So it's really important that, like, you know, if you're in a negative um, environment at home or at work, that you're able to clear yourself. Mm -hmm. Because what happens eventually over time when you're around negativity for a long period of time or a negative person um, for a long period of time, your energy fields actually can get dirty, dull, okay? Meaning that your immune system can be down, um, meaning that, you know, things are not going maybe as well as they could for you. Um, It kind of pushes you off your path a little bit. So it's really good for people to, um, you know, clean their energy fields, which are Really simple things you can do. You can come home from work and you can take a sea salt bath, um, hop in the bathtub, and put in half a cup of sea salt and soak for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. That will actually clean some of that negative energy off of you and it's not weird or ooey gooey. Another thing you can do is meditation. Um, You know, 10 minutes in the morning will make a really big difference. Yeah. You know, visualize that you're cleaning your energy fields. There's CDs you can get. One of my favorite things, and I'm just going to be honest, is um, getting a massage. Yeah. Because when you get a massage, what happens is all that negative energy that's built up, like in your tissues and your muscles and everything, it comes out. That's why when you stand up, you're a little dizzy because all those toxins and all that yucky stuff, you know, gets out of your muscles and your your bones. And so I suggest um, massage at least once a month. Yeah, well, in Canada, I don't know how it is in the States. I'd be interested to know. Is we get uh, most most company insurance or most insurance providers now, I think it's all across Canada, at least in, in most of the provinces, they cover like $500 a year in, in massages. So you don't need a doctor's wow. note or anything. You just send in your receipts and you get instantly reimbursed. Uh, reimbursed. Reverse. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, no, I write in my book, you know, I think everybody should go once a month at least. Because you can only help yourself, you know, and it prevents you from becoming sick. So it kind of bogs you down, too. Don't you feel better when you get out of a massage? I know I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
I wanted to talk a bit more about the affirmations too, because I just finished reading kind of more of a, more of a mainstream book, but Scott Adams, the the writer of Dilbert, I don't know if you know who he is, but he just uh, had a no, book and familiar. a bunch of us, yeah. a bunch of us actually ended up reading it uh, called uh, how to fail at everything and, and still succeed or how to fail at everything and still win big or something like that. But he talks about affirmations in there, but he, he's pretty careful not to say or admit that they're magic, but he just, he talks about his own, his own use of them and how important they were and he, how they actually like shifted his life a couple of times. But he, but he goes on about how, you know, he failed at all these things, but it was really the way he looked at those failures as learning experiences. And he really ended up, that ended up propelling him into, you know, into new paths and opportunities. Right. And he used affirmations right. and, and they worked. I mean, he didn't want to admit that it was magic, but I mean, there are some pretty crazy examples of his affirmations working. Right. And affirmations do work. And I have a chapter in my book in Wake Up the Universe is speaking to, and it's, it's about, it talks about, um, you have to do it over. It's a do over. And that, and that's what he's doing. Here's the situation. You may pray for something or ask for something. Prayer is like an affirmation. Mm -hmm. Okay. You may say, okay, I want this, um, new house and I'd like to live here. You don't want to put too many parameters on it. You want to leave it more wide open. What usually happens is it doesn't come in your time. It comes when it's the best for you. And and usually you, if it doesn't come as quickly as you would like it to, you have a lesson to learn. Okay. The universe is set up for our benefit. Mm -hmm. Here's the part that people don't get. So when you say to the universe, I want this or that, You'll get it, but maybe not in your time. You get it when you're supposed to. You mean you mean not in you mean not in your time that you're expecting? Is that what you mean? Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where people get a little bit messed up with this stuff because there's there is a higher power that knows better than we do. Okay, you can call it spirit, you can call it God, you can call it universal energy. But the bottom line is, there's somebody a little higher than us up there, okay? Mm -hmm. And this whole universe was set up so that this energy was for our benefit. So if we learn how to use it properly, we can actually use it for the benefit of our business or our personal life, you know? Say, like I was uh, talking to you before about, you know, drawing in houses to myself. It still works for me to this day. Um, I'll use a vision board. Um, I visualize what I want. Sometimes I forget and I know this stuff really well. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people will visualize a partner um, coming into their lives. And I always tell people, write down on a piece of paper, not on your phone. Don't type it. Write it down. Use the energy of your, of your hand. Use ink. And write down what you're looking for in a partner. Okay? Then put that away. And it will manifest, but be really, really, really careful because I've done this before. I'm happily married now, but <laughs> I did it a couple of times and I wasn't careful about how I asked and I got exactly what I asked for. You really need to be careful with your words. And, you know, I've talked, to, I've been on a lot of different radio shows with my book and I've talked to so many different people and so many people have said to me, yeah, I had a vision board and I had this up on my vision board. And like three years later, I went to that place and it happened to me. I write about going to, um, 
Jamaica, for example. I was correct collecting maps, really cool maps to put on my wall. And I had Cabo and I had all these different places. And I just picked up a map, you know, of Jamaica and I stuck it on my wall. Well, I ended up going there yeah. in like two or three years. Why? Because the universe thought that's where I wanted to go. So you have to really be careful how you decorate your space, right? That's interesting. It's it's almost like the secret. I got into the secret. Actually, you know, to be honest with you, the secret, for some reason, I was uh, I was reading Eckhart Tolle's New Earth and I was watching the secret but my sister had tried to get me to watch it a few times but i was kind of in uh stuck in alcohol and, and drugs for a while there and, I, and it actually helped me get out of that and it's so okay. it's it's like what you're saying um the secret but it, but the secret got kind of miss i don't know it either got misused okay. or people or it got a bad name so now when everybody talks about this they're like oh it's just about material but it's it's not about material you know no. gaining material wealth right no no not at all you know what it is? It's about having faith. You got to have faith in something besides, you know, yourself. You know, here's the thing. Everybody's searching. Everybody's, you know, people are doing prescription drugs. People are doing methamphetamines. People are drinking. But, you know, there's a higher power. And whether you want to call it, you know, spirit or God, you have to believe in something. It's more about you know, the principle, right? Us. Right, exactly. And that's where people are getting so lost. Because here's the deal. We're only here for a certain amount of time. I hate to get, you know, technical here, but I have a, I have a chapter in my book that says everybody has an expiration date, because we do. And we don't talk about that. We don't talk about we're only here for a certain amount of time. And it's not like how much you accumulate while you're here, because nobody cares. When you're gone, stuff, right? So how much good energy did you out or who did you help or what did you leave behind you know for the next generation these are the things that are important you know what did you say to somebody your words really have a lot of power your thoughts have a lot of power what you do has a lot of power and it makes a difference here and that's what we've gotten away from you know we've gotten so materialistic it's so about what we look like and what we can have but really, in the end, you know, we all get old, right? <laughs> and, and things get old. And, and what we are, our energy. We're just energy. And we move on. So that's why I talk about energy. And that's why I say it's really important to keep your energy fields clear because it keeps you healthy. Mm -hmm. um, you put out good vibrations. You get good vibrations back. And the ultimate thing with me is I really feel like if everybody could put out good vibrations, make an effort to actually raise the vibration and change some of the negativity that's happening right now on the planet. And that's not really as far-fetched as it may sound. You know? No, I mean, they've even been, they've done, uh, you know, they've done some, some tests and experiments on people meditating in cities and the violence goes down. And I mean, they've got that global coherence network. And I mean, there's, there is an energy right. out there. There's lots of evidence of that. Right. It's just, we don't know how to use it. Yeah. And I was a single mom with two kids. Why did I write the book? Because I wanted other people. I wish somebody would have told me, you know, when I was in my early 20s, maybe, hey, there's energy out here. And, and it was put here for your use. And this is how you use it. And this is what you do. And everything you do has a consequence. And everything you do has, a, has an effect. So be careful with your words. Be careful what you do. Because we're little creators. That's what we are. What are some other ways to balance that out or cleanse yourself? Like you mentioned, um, meditating. Yeah. And, uh... 
Yeah, well, salt's one of my favorite things you can use. Um, white sage, we use white sage in New Mexico quite a bit. It's what the Native Americans use. You can just Google it and pick it up online. And I love it. It's the properties within the smoke, within the sage smoke. And I cleanse my house, my car with that, my office um, quite often. If you're in a space and you can't, you know, go in with white sage, cinnamon, uh, if you can put cinnamon in a pot of boiling water, what happens is that um, the cinnamon steam uh, seeps out into the house or into the office, into the space, and it will clear the energy. Sorry, the cinnamon okay. what? Steam. Oh, steam. It will clear the energy. It'll seep the, the steam. Yeah. You know, so if you put it on a stove, okay. just put like, I don't know, three or four tablespoons of cinnamon. Nobody has to know what you're doing. <laughs> Do it when your relatives come over, right? And it'll, <clears throat> excuse me, it will actually balance the energy. And you've got negative people in a room together. <laughs> I always tell people to do this at holiday time, put cinnamon on the stove. Because it really makes a difference. It'll balance the energy in the room. I wonder if that would work no. at work. Yeah, so you, you should try it. You got to bring in a little hot plate. <laughs> yeah, they won't know. Will people notice? Will what about must a, be pretty will smelly, a cinnamon though. candle work? I'm sorry? Will a cinnamon candle work? You should just get your smudge joke, girl. My no, wife smudges the house out a couple times a no, week. No, no. Uh, no, you can't do that. How about um, aromatherapy? Can you use... Um, oh, yeah. I have essential oils, either? too. See, I have all this stuff going in my house all the time. The house gets... Uh, Right. Gets the sage treatment a couple times a week. His essential oils going twenty four seven in this motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> that's your wife. You. That's your that's his that's okay. his wife though. That's, that's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> She's got my back. Yeah, but you know that's what it keeps you healthy. It keeps your house clear because you bring in. Think about this. Think about how much negative energy you touch on a daily basis. And I talk about this in the book too. You know, and how to get it off your fingers. You know, if you just take one hand. Like the other finger, you feel the energy coming off your fingers. And I tell people, usually when I'm in the jacuzzi, my husband and I are big in jacuzzi people. I'm into water because, again, it balances you. Um, that's, you know, that's another thing. We just take the energy right off our arms, flick it up, you know, and say to the, you know, up into the air. You can feel it coming off of you. Don't do it too often, though, because you don't want to take all the good energy off of you. But, <laughs> yeah, how do you know you the negative first, comes off first? Yeah. I think so, yes. And you can feel it come off. Um, but there's a lot of different things you can do. Frankincense is wonderful for yeah, aromatherapy. Yeah, I've got that in my, um, I've got in my so bath. So you could get away with a diffuser at the office. Yeah, I thought about that, actually. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah, I, I have a diffuser at home and, and oils in the bath and stuff like that. Yeah, Crystals. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something. Again, don't think it's ooey-gooey, but I want you to try it. You know, when I was younger, my kids were, I had two young little girls and did this. I don't even know how I knew to do it, but I do it still today. I used to just kind of visualize white light around myself, kind of bubble us when we went somewhere. I didn't want people to bother us. And I swear to you, it worked. Mm. So if you go into work, and I've learned to put a white light of net, like a net around myself, like so still let the good energy in, if that makes sense. Yep. Visualize. You can visualize a white net around yourself. That means that your good energy will come in, but you're protected against some of those negative people. Or even before I walk into a place, I'll say, you know, protect me with the white light from any negativity that will come to me. Mm. You know, and I have different sayings in my book that I'll say, and it's back to the vibration of your words, what you say. 
you know, um, if I see somebody that I know is really, really bad energy, I'll put my hand up and say I deflect any negative energy and send it back to you. Geez, my hands would be Believe up all day. <laughs> and they're going to be real pissed off when no. you say that. No, but I mean, it is obviously important to try and, and minimize yeah. your minimize your uh, contact with negative people or minimize your interactions or whatever, right? But what? But yeah. what? What about? What about people that are both negative and positive? Like you know, you have these people that um, you know sometimes they feel negative, sometimes they feel positive. Like how do you do? You, are you just? Is it best to be just aware of when it's negative so that you can kind of protect yourself? Do you ever have anybody try to suck your energy? Like just, you know, they had a problem and they came over and they hung out and then when they left, you felt drained and they felt really great. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from those people. So what about... A lot of times, or protect yourself before they get there because they don't, a lot of times they don't realize that they're stealing your energy, but they are. Because a lot of people are brighter than others. Maybe they can't make their own light. So they're trying to steal yours, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. How important? When you're a real positive, upbeat person. People want that energy from you. So Maybe I'm stealing your energy, Graham. <laughs> yeah, you could be. <laughs> what did you say? Darren's been stealing my energy <laughs> in the studio here. <laughs> you're an energy vampire. Darren's a vampire. I'm a succubus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I guess succubus. I always pictured it as a woman, but I guess that's sexist. Yeah, okay. I guess that's because I'm a man. I guess yeah. to a for woman, a succubus would be yeah, a dude, yeah. like a Dracula. Yeah. So getting back to the uh, the affirmation aspect of things. So how important how important do you think focus uh, plays into that? Because I've always looked at the law of attraction as you know it isn't enough to sit there and affirm that you you want this from the universe. You kind of sort of have to actively be pursuing it and you know putting in the you have work. To feel it. Yeah, it's just like if I draw, um, say, when I was talking about drawing real estate. So I would say, you know, I sell houses like crazy. I would actually see myself or feel what it felt like to know that I sold that property. I have to know that I'm going to sell the property. I can't doubt that I'm going to do it. I can't be afraid that I'm not going to do it. I have to put the affirmation out there, know that it's going to happen, and let it go. Yeah, but isn't there also after the letting go part, which is which is really important. But isn't there also a isn't there also a, a working aspect or an effort aspect that has to happen of as course, well? Of course. So then you let it go, and then my phone rings, and someone says, "Oh, I need to buy a home," and I say, "Great," and I do my job. So you still have to do your job. Point is, you have to put the effort out there. No one's going to do it for you. You can draw things to you. You can draw what you want to yourself, okay? And you can keep the negative out by not talking negative or not thinking negative thoughts and not speaking negative thoughts. Like when a negative thought comes in your head, you have to change it up. And maybe you have a mantra that you say, you know, um, so that like I fulfill my destiny every time a negative thought comes in your head or whatever it is that works for you. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's hard. I mean, it, yeah. it's hard because it... Almost before you can recognize the negativity, there needs to be some sort of mindfulness or awareness or a meditation practice to 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 help with that. I mean, I I didn't I never used I to even acknowledge my negative thought patterns until having some awareness around it. Now I can 
like now when I'm judgmental, I can see it happening right away and it, and it, and it annoys me, which is another problem because I should be compassionate to myself for it. But I see myself being judgmental and I like, you know, at least I can kind of try and catch it. Judgmental in what respect? Judgmental how? Just to, so, just to somebody like, you know, just to, just little snap judgments on, you know, let's say driving or something, right? You know? Yeah. Somebody's yeah. driving slow. I start judging them like, you know, just little things like that that happen day to day. Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm at least starting to notice it now. Recognize it. And then I can You're recognizing at least, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to stop doing that because that negative energy is going to come back to you. It's like this. The universe picks up on whatever energy put out. So let's say you're grateful for something someone did for you. The universe picks up on that and it sends you back grateful energy, good energy for that gratefulness. You can't fool the universe, right? Right. The universe picks up on whatever. So if you're behind someone like you're talking about, and maybe I'm going to make this a little more than it was, but say you're behind someone in traffic and you're like screaming at them or you're like saying all kinds of stuff, that's going to come back to you tenfold. And when people actually That's why Danny's in your life, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> just because of your I'm road just rage. You it does. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Totally. I mean, I did I'd done gratitude lists and stuff before. I know the power of gratitude. It's it's uh it's very important. So luckily I'm I'm not well, at the point where I'm screaming anymore and behind the wheel, but it's just those snap judgments that are, you know. Yeah. Annoying. Well, it's like people tell me, I'm looking for love and I want to find love. And I'm like, okay, well then, are you putting out the love vibration? Because if you put out the love vibration, that's what you're going to get back. Right. Once you get rid of those, you're zen, though, really. I mean, once you can get rid of those, you're zen. What are you talking about? They're snap judgments. I mean, yeah, those yeah. are hard to get rid of, though. But I that's, mean, the, that's the end game. Yeah. I think it comes over time and practice. Yeah, definitely. It does. Compassion. It's hard. I'm better than I used to be, you know, about being compassionate. You know, sometimes you see something or someone has an attitude and there may be something completely behind it and you don't realize it. So I've learned to try to just be more compassionate with people. Um, and it is hard. It is hard. We're we're such a, um, you know, quick. You know, everything's quick. We're, we're, we're used to everything being quick. You know what I'm saying? So when you see someone driving slow, it's, it, it, you know, you're just not used to it. Well, Darren, used to everything being instantaneous. Yeah, know? Darren and I were just talking about. Were we talking about this the other day? Where you were talking about how you're a much calmer driver now, and we both are, right? Like I, when somebody cuts me off now, I really just go. I try and go. Something's going on with him. Like I'm not going to get upset because who knows what he's got going on? You know, like he's, like you said, compassion. Like trying to look, you know, at least see something from the other side, right? Instead of blowing a gasket over it, just realize right. like he didn't, maybe he didn't mean to cut me off or maybe there's something going on. He could be having a really shitty day. Who knows? Right. Right. Somebody could be in the hospital. He could be, you know, run into the emergency ward. You never know. Hey, listen, I want to bring something up that's really important um, that I talk about and it's music, the energy of music, because, um, they're healing so many people right now with music. And, um, I always think music is like the best thing for me when I get in the car and they put on a really good song and the vibration of the music always makes me feel better. So when I hear that they're healing people in the hospital with like carbs and stuff like that, it makes me realize that the vibration of music can really balance us. And so I want to put that out there that um, there's a lot of people doing work right now to heal people's music. So 
don't know if you guys are familiar. Have you heard about this? I haven't heard about the specific hospital example, but I mean, I've been using singing bowls and yeah, no. Yeah. yeah singing bowls. There's, um, okay. So there is a, uh, harpist that I write about Carol McLaughlin mm-hmm. um, with harp. There's an international harp therapy program. And what they do is they go around the hospice, the ICU units, and they go into the hospitals and they play the harp for these people. And what happens is, and I've done a lot of research on this, it balances their energy field. And it, there's been like a 37% reduction in pain with the patients that have they've played to. So the more, and yes, you talked about the, the crystal bowls and the healing bowls. I've done a lot of research on the cancer of patients that they use the healing bowls. And again, it's back to gosh, the beginning of time they use music to heal. And we've gotten away from some of that. And um, that's just another really cool thing that people can do to balance their energy field. Yeah, totally. I've, I've had, that's some of my most profound experiences have been with music. Yeah. 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 And we don't, people don't talk about it. So anyway, that's just another, another avenue that people can um, look at. And you were talking about, um, you know, as we get, I don't know, as we get a little bit more, uh, pay attention to what's going on. I think gossip too. I don't know if people realize this or not, but the energy of gossip, like if people are, are talking about you and you think that energy doesn't reach you, it absolutely does. Okay. So you have to do things to protect yourself and to clear yourself. You know, if you're in an office or if you're in a, you know, that kind of a situation, you really definitely need to go home and take a sea salt bath or stage your house and do stuff like that. Because it's just like radio waves. Think of it like that. Like if you know how radio waves work, the energy works the same way. It's just like if you um, are thinking about a friend and all of a sudden they call you and they say, oh, I was just thinking about you. Yeah. Have you had that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we talk about synchron- we talk about synchronicities all the time on the show. It's a big theme where a lot of our guests and even a lot of our listeners have had, you know, sometimes life changing experiences through synchronicities and and um, just you know beyond coincidences. Right. And I write a chapter in my book, Coincidence or Synchronicity, and in my mind there are no coincidences. It's all synchronized to happen that way. You agree? I think it depends on uh, the meaning. I think it depends. I think there's a line somewhere that divides it, and I think there's another line in the aspect of if if you don't if you don't if you don't notice it, then it doesn't matter. Type thing, you know? You have to pay attention. Yeah, if you don't notice the synchronicity, then it's void. You know, then it's <laughs> then it's instantly meaningless. Right. Whether even whether, so, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's kind of like the tree in the woods. It's I'm saying that the tree in the woods, when it falls, if I'm not there, doesn't make a sound. Well, I think things happen for a reason, and it's up to us to either learn the lesson or what happens. To, what I've learned and what I talk about is that the universe presents us with the same lesson again, but maybe in a, with different people, but the same situation until we figure out the lesson. Once we learn the lesson, then we move forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So did you have any, any synchronicities that, that were part of this whole process oh, for I've yourself? Had lots of <laughs> I've had lots of synchronicities happen in my life. Um, 
and I, and I, you know, I talk about them in the book too, different things that have happened. I had a girlfriend of mine, she called me one day and she's like, I'm at the airport and I'm stuck here. She was just going on and on. And I said, you want to just go into a little Starbucks and have a cup of coffee and call me, you know, when you're getting on the plane or whatever, when you're, when your layover is done or whatever. And she called me back and she's like, you know, I went to the coffee shop and I met the greatest guy. And they ended up getting married. <laughs> so, you know, these things happen. So I believe that if you're at the right place at the right time, because maybe the universe wanted you to be there. Yeah. Huh. You know, maybe that's why her plane was delayed, because she was supposed to meet that guy at the coffee shop, right? Or maybe because maybe she had to call you. You had to tell her to go to the coffee shop like that. You were a part Possibly. of that. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. sure. You were guiding her there. Yeah. 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 She wouldn't have picked up but the phone I mean, and called you. Know, you. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And a lot of times, you know, before I, if I have a tough meeting, you guys are business people, you know, if I have a tough meeting to go into, I'll say a little prayer. I'll just say, okay, let this meeting go really well for everyone involved and let the outcome, you know, be great for everybody or, or whatever it needs to be. Every time I do it, the meeting goes really well. Every time. Yeah, that's basically, it's back. It's back your affirmation, putting the energy out there. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's kind of like Reiki too. We learned in distant Reiki, distance Reiki as well, and and where you could send send it to events and meetings yeah. and stuff like that, not just people. Yeah, and the same thing. Like, uh, if I have a tough phone call to make, I'll do the same thing. I'll say a quick little, "Hey, you know," and I I always say, "Hey, God," or "Hey, you know," whatever works for you. You know, hey, universe, help me out. You know, make this call. But let me get the right person every time. You know, if I got a tough one to make and I need to get somebody on the phone, uh, every time I say, hey, let me get the proper person, I get them every single time. I think that's the biggest thing, um, too, I want to mention. I have a chapter in my book. It's called Just Ask. People don't ask. And you got to ask. For help or for anything? If you don't ask, you don't. I'm sorry? For help or for anything? Like ask for help or ask for, yeah, just, just ask anything. Yeah. Yeah, You can't be afraid to ask, you know, you can't be afraid to say, Hey, I really would like this. Well, cause it feels vulnerable sometimes, right? Mm, If you know, you'll, you'll either get what you ask for or something better. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have a hard time though. Cause it's, it's, it is being vulnerable. I mean, if you're asking for help, especially. Yeah, but you have to ask or you don't get. Yeah. So if you need, you know, you have to, yeah, that's the big thing. The energy of asking, you know, and receiving it, the answer back. And you were talking about meditation. You know, if people could just take 10 minutes in the morning and silence their mind and just, you know, when I meditate in the morning and I silence my mind, it's so hard for me to do because I'm such a type A personality, but I do it. I always get a really cool idea and I always feel better. You know, and that's where the knowledge comes from. It comes from that energy when you're meditating. Yeah. 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 It's like their relaxation response. You know, even the scientists and the inventors, they have that, that moment when they're in the shower or when they're relaxed, when they wake up, wake up just in the middle of waking up or yeah. And then that's when they get their, the epiphany. Eureka. Yeah. The Eureka moment. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, I know it's happened. It always happens when I meditate or in the shower. And I, it, a lot of things I think happen by water because we're made up of water. We're like 70% water. So 
that's why I talk about, you know, it's really important, you know, if people take baths or get in a jacuzzi tub or mineral baths and that type of thing. It's very therapeutic. Huh. Do you, uh, you know, talking about healing and people healing and being on the right, um, you know, being positive and the right vibration and all that. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Um, kind of like the energy healing, like more about the music as well, but, but just to people's states, because I know people that, that um, they're really trying, they're trying to be positive. They're trying to shift their vibration. And we've had even listeners kind of, when we have these kind of shows where they might be having a serious illness. And like, I know that just not everybody's going to heal if they try this, but do you have any advice for in that regard? Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, it's what you have to, you have to believe in your mind um, that you will be healed. What you believe in your mind has a lot to do with what happens or has everything to do with what happens in your body. So you really have to have a positive uh, and know, it's called faith, and know that you'll be healed. I've talked to different people who've been able to heal themselves. A couple of people on a radio show that I did not long ago, they were the host. They both healed themselves from cancer. And I read a lot about it. And I think it has a lot to do with your attitude and your faith and faith in a higher power that, um, that you can be healed. And I think you have to have the will to live. You know, a lot of people, um, us, we're so blessed. I don't mean to sound all ooey-gooey, but we really are. We're blessed to be able to be here and to be able to experience what we are experiencing every day. And some people, they get in a rut, you know. I've seen people get in a rut, and they just can't get out of it. I think that's what you're talking about. You have people that come on your show, or they, they get in a rut, and they just can't get themselves out. And what happens is, it's very simple if you think about it, negativity begets more negativity. Just like positive energy, but that's more positive energy. So when you get in a rut, you've just like, you're in this like negative spiral. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it's really tough to guess. Yeah, but I and think the... Nice. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to answer your question because what happens is people get in this negative thing. Okay. And that's where I talk about come home and sage your house or put cinnamon on the stove and get the air, open a window Get some good energy going in the house. Get yourself clear. Get yourself a massage. Get away from the negative people. Say positive affirmations. Think positive things. Because whatever you think you are is what you become. We are made of energy. We have the ability to heal ourselves. We honestly do. We just have to believe that we do. And a lot has to do with the vibration of your thoughts and the vibration of your words. So what what about the people that genuinely believe that they are being positive and that there's nothing's working? But uh, I know that sort of sounds like a oxymoron in a way. But but they've tried it. They they feel like they've really tried it. Like they're trying everything they can to be positive, to be, to have faith, to have all that. But it's just like you said, they're stuck in a rut, or it keeps happening, or they're not healing. I mean, is there a is there a deeper subconscious level to this that people need to access to? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times, but I mean, and they're welcome to call me or email me and I can do an energy healing on them. But yeah, a lot of times people just get in a rut and they can't get out of it. Or maybe it's very simple and they're just not realizing it. You know, I watched, um, my sister was in a really bad marriage and she got leukemia. And it's interesting. I, she internalized and I watched her internalize it. And I, 
she was kind of far away. I, I, she was several states away, so I wasn't able to, and I was doing this work. It's really sad. I didn't realize until and she died a few years ago, and I would have been able to maybe help her. I don't know. But the problem is she stayed in the marriage, and she didn't take herself out, and that's my point. When you're around somebody really negative, and they're shooting negative energy at you, and you're you're internalizing until you get yourself out, yeah, it can, it can kill you. People don't realize that. Negativity is, is really harmful. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we're made up of energy. So think about it. Yeah, I just think it's hard for people to 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 see that, to realize that they might. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Not not but, not that negativity is bad, but that that they might have um, more negativity than to they get realize. Out of the situation? Yeah, that you know, it's like how much do you like yourself? You know, hmm. you have to. I I wish I would have known that my sister was in such a bad spot you know, a long time ago and I would have maybe, but who would have known, you know, she has a choice. We have choices, right? We have choices to make. Do you want to stay in the situation and remain unhealthy or do you want to get yourself out? It's just like if you're at a job, I've been in a job where it's just been awful and draining and horrible. And sometimes it's better to get out of that job and into a different job to save yourself. You know, how important is that job? So, did you realize right. going up through to real estate and, and building your business? Cause you did quite well, right? You got rookie of the year when you started and then did you, yeah. did you fall into a materialistic trap at all? Or, or when did you absolutely. realize that, that? Oh, absolutely. Oh yes, I did. Of course I did. Yeah. That's how I figured all this stuff out. <laughs> yes, I did. I had the car and the house and I still do, but I, you know, I was thinking, Oh, I should buy a plane. And then I could just fly wherever I wanted to go. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the real and something happened. The real estate market crashed. Yeah. When, when was, you know, which one was that then? That was just like, uh, 2008 and 2008 yeah. Yeah. It crashed. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and that's when you sit back and you realize, wait a minute, all the stuff's not important. All the stuff doesn't really matter. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think you have to go from, I think you have to, I've lived where I've got, I've had, had to earn it all and I've lost it and had to start over and do it again. And, you know, but you learn as you go. And then what you learn is that it's not the stuff, people. And that's kind of why I wrote this book, to help people. Yeah. Because I got the stuff. And I've traveled and I've done all that cool stuff, but that doesn't matter. It's people that matter and how you act and how you treat people and how you give back. And like, you know, what can I do to help somebody else out today? Well, they say the happiest people are the ones that have community around them, right? They have some sort of thing. It's not about possessions and your money right. and all that. It really is Giving. about people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just the, um, just the feeling that you get when you give. Or unselfishly, you know, not because you had to, because you wanted to. Yeah, not um, expecting something in return. There you go. So yeah, I've gotten a little more humble in, as I've gotten older because um, I've realized that the money is not where it's at, not at all. Because I know I've only got a certain amount of time here, so I'm going to do everything I can to help people while I can. And do you do this to corporations as well? Do you get, do you get, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So explain how that works a little bit. Um, well, I'm a motivational person. Um, I think, you know, when you're in the real estate business, you just are a type A person. But yeah, I go in and um, just kind of check out their situation and show them how to, um, you know, get rid of, clear that energy and use vision boards, use affirmations and uh, pay attention to their thoughts and, um, you know, body language and all those different things that make a difference. And, and I talk about, you know, I'm a religious person. Um, I don't throw my religion on other people, but I do tell people that, you know, faith has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like we said before, it doesn't, it's not what it, what it is, what your faith is. It's the principle of faith, right? It's that you have to, it's just, that's how, why people turn to drugs. They're hollow on the inside. Cause you've got to have something, you know, if you don't believe in our creator or who, created us, then what are you going to believe in? You know, it's got to believe in something. And it's like, that's where people get hollow, you know, because all the material stuff doesn't fill you up. But if you think about it, what fills us up on the inside is love, love and light, right? So the love comes from person or the, our creator or from above. So that's what fills us up is love. And that's what people are looking for. They're not looking for stuff. They're looking for love. They just want somebody else to care about them. They, and that's where people get lost. Is that a Western thing? You, know, you said you traveled quite a bit in your experience. Is that a Western thing? No, not necessarily. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just figured that out over time, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the, it, seems, I, it seems to me anyway, like, Western society has sort of driven that that community and the culture and the in a lot of times even the the the, the greater family is kind of going to the wayside. Well, yeah, exactly. I grew up in Ohio and Michigan, and then I moved out west when I was in my um, late twenties, early thirties. And um, I think, yeah, family has gotten lost. Sense of community has gotten lost. You do see it more like in Texas. Uh, you'll see more family and you'll see a difference when I travel. I see a difference. Um, you know, people open doors, people say, thank you. Things like that. Common courtesy. When, when you uh, travel? I think, yeah. 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 You know, I see a big difference. Um, yeah. I mean, a kind word goes a long way. A smile goes a long way. That's where, so, yeah, you, that's that's where I struggle with this current climate that we're in right now where where I'm I I believe that all this like you know being negative towards someone is almost like a spell in a way you know like speaking negative or calling people names and all but then on the other hand we should also be tough enough that you know like when I grew up it was like names uh, sticks and stones may break my bones kind of thing so I I kind of right struggle with that how people seem to be either oversensitive now but then they also don't realize the power that their negativity has like we're stuck in this kind of polarized paradigm right now yeah it's almost like a defense mechanism is what i see again i'm trying to change it up i i think people need to just stop and just put out good energy you don't have to be nasty to people and if people are nasty walk away turn the other cheek you don't need to deal with it if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. <laughs> Do so, you remember that old rule? Yeah, my we mom, my mom used to say it. Yeah, man. my mom used to say yeah, it to me all the time. Yeah, 
true. I think we get a soundbite of your mom saying that for the show. <laughs> That'd be classic. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Ask her yet. Yeah. It is a good idea. Because yeah. that's what people need to hear. People need to wake up. That's why I wrote this book. Because yeah. they're just not paying attention. They're just not. And I honestly want people to pay attention to what's going on because they could really have a nice life for themselves if they paid attention. But there is, there is, uh, you know, you could look at it. There is a lot of people waking up right now. It seems to me like more than ever, people are, are waking up in, in many different ways. I do see that. And that's where I do feel um, that we'll make it. We'll, we'll eventually get there. I just think that it's going to take some time. I wish all this negativity would stop and, and that I see um, with the presidential election and all that. Um doesn't matter who you voted for, let it go, and let's just move forward, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that with uh, your intuitiveness and your <clears throat> your sort of psychic reading part of it. Um, how do you feel about the energy right now? Is it, <clears throat> you know, negative, scattered? I feel like things have to almost get, the, they might still have to escalate before they calm down, but I don't know. What do you think? I think that, um, I think they're going to see, people in the United States are going to see a lot of changes for the good, and I think they're going to see a lot of people get back to work, because that's what really has been the issue. People have really um, needed jobs and needed to get back to work, and I think in the next year, you'll see so many people go back to work that I think the energy will shift. Hopefully, that's yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the energy will shift. I think people will start to realize that whether they like the new president or not, people getting back to work and the economy doing better while well, already the stock market is just, you know, booming. Um, and big business has, you know, a lot of the large businesses have decided to stay within the United States and not go elsewhere. So there's already a lot of positive changes. I think it's going to take time. And I think um, once people realize the energy will shift, yes. Yeah. Well, I think we've also been, I don't know, we've been, you know, things in a lot of ways haven't been, been good, you know, the unemployment and all these other things, everybody's in debt. I mean, the nations are in debt. Like it's, it's a real, it's been a real challenge with the central banking. I mean, we talk about all this kind of stuff on the show and it's so crazy to me that we have to see all this backlash when really there is a chance that that type of like sort of higher level corruption, that stuff that affects everybody personally every day, you know, could change. And yet there's still so much backlash. It's funniest to see it in the circles of the people who have been saying they're anti-establishment for the last yeah. 10 years, you know, and then someone anti-establishment gets in there and they fall for everything the establishment throws at them. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Well, and I just see there's so much, and again, you know, talk about ISIS and talk about all this uh, war and all the fighting and all the beheading and all these horrible things that have gone on, you know, we actually could change that if people would just stop and put buying into it and don't feed into it. It's, it's, it's like people are feeding into it and we got to stop the negativity. Believe it or not, it could make a difference. If people could just each person could do one positive thing every day or just say one positive word to another individual a day. It would change things. It really, really would. I, I totally that believe energy, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my goal is to like, hey, stop, wake up, pay attention. What's going on? You guys are creating this. And I just feel like we're creating it ourselves and we've got to stop it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and part of that might be turning off the TV or or doing you know getting away from the, the cable. Yeah, you know, getting away <laughs> from all the you know all the all the pharmaceutical yeah. ads and the and the the mainstream news and all that kind of stuff. Not that not that everybody really not that anybody really watches that anymore much, but. It's, uh, right, and that's another thing. Yeah, people are paying attention and they're getting frustrated with it. And so I see a change. It is a change for the better. It's going to take a little time, but we just all of us got to get out there and just really, you know, talk about good energy and talk about positive energy and talk about positive things. And um, I think it'll make a difference. So, what's your plan now that uh, this book is out and it's been a few months? talking a lot about it on the yeah. radio or are you, are you going to do something else another one afterwards or what's your plans now for the future yeah yeah i uh well right now i'm selling a lot of real estate which is crazy because i didn't expect to be selling this much real estate but i am selling a lot of real estate right now i'm doing a ton of radio shows and i'm having a really good time um people are buying the book and that's awesome and i'm helping people um uh, doing some speaking engagements actually so if people need me to speak um you can check out my website. Is it okay if I... Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. The Ener- yeah. Yes, theenergyprofit.com. So visit me at theenergyprofit.com. I have a publicist. If you need me to speak or come and motivate your business, just, you know, contact me that way. You can pick up my book at Barnes & Noble or at Amazon.com. And I'm going to work... I'm starting to work on a new book, and it's about the energy of music because... The more I research about the energy of sound and healing, the more intrigued I am by it. So that's the next book that'll be out. Oh, so yeah. Music. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. You're going to have to keep yeah. us in touch with that. We've been wanting to do an episode digging into that, but we've had had some personal experiences with the didgeridoo and some ancient instruments and stuff like that. And, and I think cool. that's, that's a really cool area to, to explore. And there's so much there. So it, it'd be nice to, uh, to chat about that when you get that out. Yeah, for sure. Well, stay in touch. Thank you for having me on tonight. I really had a good time. Today. Yeah, you're welcome. And I've got your uh, your links in the show notes and everything's there for people. And there's also, uh, yeah, a bunch of other stuff in there. So thanks for uh, coming on, Nancy. Yeah, thanks a bunch. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Okay, take care. Take care. Bye. That was a chat with Nancy. Right on. Yeah. That was good. The book. Uh, wake up. The universe is speaking to you. Yeah. yeah. So big thanks, Nancy, for coming on the show. Big thanks to Scarlett. Is that a Scarlett? Yeah. Scarlett Publicity for getting us in touch. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. I wake up, one. motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Check out, of course, grammarica.ca slash support if you can for all the different ways you can help keep the show rolling. Um, keep us having these conversations, commercial free, ad free, paywall free, back catalog free, everything free. So if you can sign up for a monthly over there, send a one-time donation, buy some swag in the store, grammarica.ca slash swag, sign people up for the newsletter, spam, gram, and tell your friends about the show and all that shit would help quite a bit, really. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. All that shit's in the show notes, really. Yeah. If you guys don't know about the show notes. There's but a doobie 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 do list in there. I asked you guys to sign up for the newsletter and like nobody listened. So I'll ask you again. But it seems like you're not listening. Just take a second. Let's go sign up for the newsletter. Where do you do that on the website? America.ca slash news. All right. 
Do it's it. probably in the show notes too. It's probably in there. So sign up. I want to see a hundred people sign up by next week. You Just, motherfucker. Justin uh, does a great job. Especially because it's that. like the thing, because it's like, it's like about, well, I don't know. We've got to fade out to about somewhere between one and 2% percent. of people who listen to the show will actually donate to the show. And we profoundly or profusely thank these people that do. But you'd think the other 98% of you could at least sign up for the newsletter. I think it's one to two percent that participate at all, really. Oh, you think that's yeah. it? It's just that's participation. Yeah. Huh. Like if you're if we if we were no agenda show, and we had a chat room. It's one or two percent in the chat room. Like the, it, it, it seems like it's one to two and for all think that one kind or of two stuff. Percent for emailing in, kind of the 1 people 2%. in the chat room are the same people that are donating. Uh, no, not necessarily, but okay. it still ends up being one to two percent. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. just trying to uh, figure out how the universe works and the underground on love. <laughs> And dip in your dip in my your, robe and my pot. Your elbow filled your robe. Oh, that's funny. Better not bring the robe over the border. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. You know, we never actually see them.
I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. Grimehera.ca slash support.